0: We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. Man, I am so excited, guys. Man, I'm just super hyped because I just never get the opportunity to do these kinds of things. But I want to go ahead and take a poll. Raise your hand if you Trust God. Let me see your hands. Ooh, yes. That's just about everybody in the room. I like that. I like that. Well, PM and PC, they invited me to come up here and talk to you all about generosity. So all the people who were here last week and PM was like, oh, come back, come back. You guys are brave. Thank you for coming back as we talk about generosity because at the end of the day, generosity, people always think it's about money. They're like, oh, it's all about money, but it's not. And we'll talk more about that. But when they asked invited me to come up here, I said, "Are you sure? Are you sure you want me to do that because word around the church, I should say, is that I can be a little mean. I can be a little mean sometimes. I, apparently, I'm a I'm a little t- more blunt than than other people. So, as the executive pastor, I have to be. I oversee our operations here. So, I look at everything logically and I think of everything I look at everything in a black and white world. Like, that's just how I think. So my yeses have to be yes, my noes have to be noes, and I have to let everybody know, like, this is the reason why. So since PM and PC have given me the permission to be honest, you know, to be blunt up here, I want to let you know, the truth is, the majority of you all who raise your hands in this room, you are liars. You're liars. You don't trust God, for the most part, for the most part. And if I'm being completely honest, neither do I. Neither do I, because when I say we don't trust God, I don't simply mean about money. I mean, do we trust God with everything? with everything, with our relationships. God may have been telling you, oh, you know, you need to go ahead and not be with this person anymore. You know, you keep going on breaks like, oh, yeah, today we're in today. Oh, no, we're not together anymore. They made me mad. Oh, my goodness. No. And God's like, you keep taking these breaks. You need a breakup. Like, you just need to, you just need to stop doing that. And then what about your job? Are you trusting God with your job? Are you saying, God, I trust you, and I'm going to submit to, the, to my boss. I'm going to submit to the person that you have put in, a, in authority over over me at this job. Or are you like, mm, I ain't listening to them. They ain't got time. I don't have time to be listening to them. Are, are you like that? Or what about in a crisis? In a crisis, are you trusting God when everything and when everyone seems to be breaking breaking everything around you it's like one thing after another after another it's just breaking it's breaking what about when you're grieving when you're grieving when you're sad when you're depressed when you've lost somebody are you trusting God and saying and what he says in his word where he says we will you will meet them again are you trusting him when he says that what about in your prayers in your prayers, are you trusting God? You know, are you trusting God will still come through for the things that you've been praying for for weeks, for months, for years? Are you still believing and trusting that God is going to come through? What He Do what he said that he would do. How about your future? Your future. And see, that's my biggest one right there, I'm gonna be completely honest. I do not, do not like to think about my future because it's, I'm afraid of the unknown. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen because the main thing is, what if it includes me failing? What if I'm gonna fail? I remember this one time guys, I was coming to the end of my uh, big girl job. I call it a big girl job because I, was, um, I had to fill in an application, I had to do a lovely interview, I had to send in my reel, and the salary. When you look at those numbers from working at, you know, your job in high school compared to now, I was like, oh, this is big girl money. I like this. I like this. So I was coming to an end of my contract here, and I was in my regroup. Shout out to my regroup, my very first one. And when I was there, I was like telling them, I was crying, I was crying my eyes out, guys. And I was just like, why? What am I supposed to do, what am I supposed to do? And when I was crying, did, how many of you guys know Viola Davis? And when she gets in those scenes and she starts crying and it's not just running all down her nose, that was me, I was like, I That was me. That was me. Because of the simple fact that I didn't know if I should stay here in this area in South Bend where I fell in love with God again. It was beautiful. The relationships that I created here at Relevant Church, it was unlike anything that I've experienced anywhere else. It was amazing. Or am I supposed to go and be off in Ohio, in New Mexico for a a job there to have a different type of experience? God, what am I supposed to do? I was afraid of uncertainty. I realized that I wasn't trusting God at the end of the day. I was trying to do it in my own strength. So why didn't I trust God? Because I didn't think that he was going to take care of me. I didn't believe that whichever way I went, whether I stayed or whether I went, that his plans for me were good. They were hopeful. Because God's promise to us, if we read in Jeremiah 29:11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. We do not trust God because if we were to actually trust him, we would be giving up control, surrendering to his plans, placing our faith in an unseen, omnipotent God whose ways, whose ways may not be aligned with ours but, or understanding, but his ways and thoughts are bigger than ours. They're bigger than ours. And so that brings me to the text that, Pastor Muta brought up um, last week, and that is Proverbs 11, 24 through 25. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn to it, underline it, so that you can remember it for the rest of this week. Okay, and it says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, and only suffers one. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. I also like the way the New International Version reads it. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And so that takes me to our first lesson here is generous people prosper. Can you say generous people prosper? So what is a generous person? That is a person that goes over and above to give something. Sacrifice to a point of stretching. Generous people, they don't complain. They don't grumble. They don't whine because they give because they want to. Oh, actually, let me say, they give because they get to. So I know some, a lady in our, in our neighborhood, she would, she, I felt like she was one of the most generous people that I knew. She would open her home to any and everyone in her life, in her neighborhood. If she was laying on the couch, she's probably like, watching the game, she's probably watching her soap operas but if you knock on her door and you need something anything she will open it she'll say look what do you want to drink honey what is it that I can cook for you do you need a place to stay you can stay here as long as you want she would have just rooms and closets full of clothes to just give people she was so generous and one of the things that I loved even more was the fact that she would always say how are you and she will would, she would want to know exactly how you were. So not only was she giving just these material things, she was giving her time. She was sacrificing herself, the things that she had, but also the time that she had here. Generosity is sacrificial. So generous people, once again, they prosper. Come on, say that with me. Generous people Prosper. And prosper is defined as the condition of being successful or thriving, especially economic well-being. Generous people, they have an abundance. They are well off. Let's look at this. Let's go back and look at this materially. So I went and I decided to search. I just decided to do some research. And I said, who are the most generous celebrities? I want to know who that is and the people that popped up it was Oprah and I was like okay that makes sense because you know she's building schools in Africa you know that's what she does we have Beyonce on there we have Rihanna on there okay I know I just named three black women but that but all I'm saying is that they were on there okay and then we had Bill Gates we had Bono we had Keanu Reeves and I was like that's interesting because what is the one thing that they all have in common? Can somebody tell me? Exactly. They had a net worth of a billion dollars or close to it. But I want to let you know they are not billionaires so they can give more. They give more so that is why they are billionaires. They're well off. They are thriving. But, but prosperity, like I said, that doesn't just mean material things. It's prospering in all aspects of life. The Hebrew word for prosperity is dashen, and it means improving the quality of or value of. It means to anoint. How many of you guys know what anointing is? If not, it's a a blessing. It's the Holy Spirit covering When you think about the new kings and the new priests, they all were anointed so that they could be blessed, so that the Holy Spirit would be covering them. The text says, once again, generous people will prosper. What should you expect with generosity then? Anointing. Blessing, a Holy Spirit covering. So that means your relationships will be anointed. Your physical being will be anointed. Your emotional well-being will be anointed. Your mental health will be anointed. Generosity brings anointing, and that brings prosperity to every aspect of your life. So the question is, who would like to experience prosperity in their life? anointing in your life generosity does that are you guys tracking with me are you here so that brings me to our second lesson here generosity has a guaranteed return generosity has a guaranteed return if we look at the second part of verse 25 it says and one who waters will himself be watered why do you water something exactly so it can grow you're expecting a change to happen to be you want it to be stronger you want it to thrive think about a farmer who plants a seed if they plant that seed they don't just say okay i'm gonna go plant the seed let's plant it and i'm gonna walk away it's fine it's gonna grow on its own it's gonna be okay No, they water it. But here's the catch. They don't just water it one time. They're not just like, oh, I'll water it this time. It's going to grow. It's going to be fine. I'm going to be able to get my crops. No. But that is just like generosity. It's not just a one-time act. It's a commitment to a lifestyle. To water, it means to fulfill a thirst, to fulfill a need, to help. And not necessarily expecting a return if you're not giving up something. Don't expect a return if you're not giving up anything. Because this farmer, they had to give up water. They had to give up something. They had to give up their time. They had to give up something in order for, to receive the harvest. Other translations, they say, refreshed refresh. Can you guys say that with me refreshed? Refresh is to enhance. It means to bring a fresh wind to fill something up like water. How many of you guys have experienced technology just going crazy? <laughs> many times with technology, you are trying to load up this page and it's just not loading. For whatever reason, it is just not working. And so The page that is broken, when you hit that refresh button, when you hit that refresh button up there, a fresh functional new page is produced. Someone's going to catch that later. Refresh is to start over, to be better. Scripture says when we refresh others, we will be refreshed. So if you're not refreshing, you will not be refreshed. That means if you are not helping, you won't be helped. If you're not developing other people, you will not be developed. Here in Jeremiah 29, 7, it says, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. When you are generous, generosity will be returned back to you. When you water, you will get it back in the overflow. In the overflow. How many of you guys want to experience the overflow? But the problem is with most of us, is that we do not trust God. We don't trust God. So I wanna ask you here today, are you willing to trust God? Are you willing to trust God in everything? In your relationship, are you willing to trust him? In a crisis, are you willing to trust Him? In your finances, are you willing to trust Him? When we are not living with generosity in our finances, it's more than simply the fear of losing. It says that we don't believe God is capable of staying true to His Word. So I ask you again. Are you willing to trust God? Because God wants to give you more, but you have to be willing to trust him first. God wants to give you more joy, more resources, but you have to trust him to let go of a portion of what you have. Be generous, and you will prosper. So this is not a prosperity message. It's a kingdom principle. Do you want to prosper? Do you want to be refreshed? Trust God. Trust him today. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.